Well, hi everybody. How are you guys doing today? Great, great. I think we're going to go ahead and get started. And uh, I'm going to shut this door. Well, my name is Dale Okwabi, and I serve as the youth pastor at People's Church, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, my wife and I have been attending the church for the past 10 years, and uh, I've been serving as youth leader there now, going on my, this is seven and a half years now, serving as the youth leader there. So I'm excited, and I'm so glad that you guys joined us for our session, which is creating an environment for developing student leaders. So prior to us starting, they requested for me to just to share a few things things with you guys. One, uh, my email address, just if any of you would like to communicate with us, it's dale, D-E-L-E, at peopleschurch.co. That's D-E-L-E at peopleschurch.co. And, um, and also uh, Facebook or Twitter, you can just find me at Dale Okwabi. Uh, last name is spelled O-K-U-W-O-B-I. All right, great. Also, questions. Is there any questions that you guys came in in your heart that you really was wanting some answers or just someone to uh, just to talk some things out? They asked that we would take questions down and then we would write them down. So I would love to hear some questions that you guys might have in advance about uh, creating an environment for student leadership. Okay. I mean, for me, uh, what process do you go through? in regards to a tender to leader. So like, how long does that process take? Um, what does that process look like for you? Um, I just love getting ideas and stuff from other people. So. Good. The process from a tender, having a student transition from just attending to actually being in leadership. Good. Any other ones? All right, well, great. Hopefully you guys will think of some as we start, and I'm just going to jump right into it. So when you think about um, student leadership, you would think in the most obvious sense that, of course, that's what we do as youth leaders, right, or youth pastors. You develop leaders. But for me, that revelation of needing student leadership or needing students who are leaders came about at a banquet that we have, a senior banquet that we have at our church. Once, um, once a year at People's Church, we have a banquet where we honor all the students who have graduated. This is, it's a two-night occasion. On Friday night, we have a dinner where all the leaders who have worked within the students in our ministry, we invite them to this dinner and we celebrate their accomplishments. We celebrate where they're going in their lives as students. And it's incredible for, student, uh, for adult leaders to look at a student and you know I've been mentoring this young man or woman since they were in eighth grade. And now you look at what the Lord has done in their lives and there's a sense of excitement there, you know. And then the second day of our uh, senior weekend is we have a morning banquet. During the banquet, I show a slideshow of all the students scored with their favorite songs. And I'm telling you, it's a tearjerker because parents are there and you see a parent watching this slideshow, looking at their kid transition all through their high school years. And then mom and dad stands up in front of all the other seniors and the mom just delivers a speech. We tell them, don't preach to your kid. Don't say any negative things. Just Bless your child for this next transition. And during one of these years, about maybe five or six years ago, a parent, as they were blessing their child, I had two thoughts that came to my mind. One, as a youth ministry team, have we done enough in this student's life? 
Like literally, like have we done enough in this student life? And the other thought that came into my mind was, is this student prepared for college? Is this student prepared to stand on their own faith, on their own, what they believe in God? Is this student prepared if they're going to a church? Can they possibly jump right into Chi Alpha and be ready to just tear things up because they've been developed as a student leader? Are they ready? And have we done enough? And for me, just to even ask that question, I knew that was there are some areas in our ministry that needed work in that. And so for us, uh, I begin to really process that. I begin to really think that, man, I don't want to stumble upon that question at our senior banquet every single year. Have we done enough? And can this student make it? So we begin to process, well, what are we going to do as a youth ministry team to create uh, an environment for developing student leadership? And just after some time of thinking, we decided to start a student leadership team. And one of the ways we did this was as a two-step process. We did an open call for any student in the youth ministry who wants to be in the student leadership. And the second process was we decided to do a personal invite to anyone who wanted to be, not a, anyone, but just directing specific students. And the reason why both of them are important, an open call and a direct invite, most importantly, um, you just don't want a, a student to feel left out. You don't want a student to feel like, wow, you didn't think I was a leader and thus far you didn't want to personally invite me. So we do an open call. And the second reason why open call is really critical is you just never know what student is just going to show up for that leadership meeting. And you're like, uh, are you in the right place? <laughs> like, you know, this is the, this is the, we're not going bowling tonight, right? This is not laser tag. This is, this is the student leadership meeting. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm here, man. I'm, what's up, you know? And so you're like, okay. And you're just trying to, you know, process. Okay, you know? And so this year we had a student like that, right? We called, we made a call for a student leadership team. And we had an eighth grader that showed up. It's like, I want to be on a student leadership team. And then I would have never thought to invite this young man. And all of a sudden, this past Sunday, we show up in church. We're there early, setting everything up. He's just sitting on the countertop. And we're like, hey, come on. Come help us set everything up. He's coming along with us. He's setting every- He knows more about all the stuff than we do, clearly, because he's an eighth grader, right? And so he absolutely kills it. Like, I was, like, walking fast on purpose to see if he would keep up. He's just, like, you know, with me on purpose, like, on it. And he learned how to cut every we have our whole first floor is dedicated for our youth ministry so he learned how to cut everything on learn how to hit all the projectors all the things and I said you know what I think you can own this as a part of the student leadership team what do you think about it? he's like yeah I think I could own this I said well I'm going to call your mom and dad and talk to them and see how often can you guys get here this early and then I said I need you to build a team of other students to help you in case one day you're sick you can't make it and if I would have just did a personal invite that young man would not be on the student leadership team because I didn't see something in him. But you know what? He saw it in himself. And so that was a, really a learning point to realize every child that we have, God is doing something in their life. And not just that God is doing something in their life, but, you know, when I think about student leadership and I think about why it's so important, you know, back to that senior banquet that we had, you know, there's Hebrews chapter and chapter, not Hebrews, excuse me, Ephesians chapter four. It says God has called prop, pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers and apostles to train people for the work of the ministry. And oftentimes we exclude teenagers from that text 
we say, no, we need to train adults, but not teenagers. And so youth ministry becomes a spectator sport. Youth ministry becomes, how exciting can I make this tonight? How, how crazy can this game be? And everything becomes us as leaders leading everything and youth not doing anything. And another thing that sparked it with us for uh, student leadership uh, was a text in Hebrews. And this text, it kind of, uh, chapter 13, it kind of speaks of the idea that as leaders, we will be accountable for how we ministered to everyone under our ministry. And the, 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 that very fact that, oh my goodness, I'm going to be held accountable before the Lord one day as to how did I set this young man, how did I help this family, I will be judged on every single person. And I was like, you know what, I want to pass that test when I'm before the Lord. I want to be able to say, yes, I have done enough, and yes, the student is ready. Another reason, another way that we do as we're building the student leadership team is we do the personal invite. And the personal invite is that opportunity where you or another leader, you really, really see something in that student. And you know, there's a student like that in everyone's youth ministry where they may not see it in themselves, but their parent sees it. You see it. All the leaders see it. And you walk up to that student and say, you know what? Hey, I know you didn't show up for the first meeting, but I would really love for you to consider being on the student leadership team. And most of the time they're like, me? Like, you want me to be what? And I remember this student, a female student, um, we asked her when she was in eighth grade or ninth to be in our student leadership team, and she was just blown away. But one thing we recognized in her life was she had a gift of writing. And so we uh, asked her to be on the student leadership team, connected with her parents. She agreed to be on our team, and she began writing. And she wrote a piece for fine arts. She did really well, and she made it to national. She was so excited about that. And later, during her senior year, she began to pray, and part of her leadership development was she, her prayer was over the summer, God, I know how to use a pen, and I know how to communicate your truth through a pen, but I want to speak. I want to be bold. I'm, she literally said, I am tired of being a sh uh, afraid to speak out loud. I want to be able to stand up and declare your truth. So she went to national. She wound up winning merit for National Fine Arts for her poem. And they asked her to read it in front of the whole audience. And it was streaming live. And so we're backstage and we're holding hands praying. And I'm like, hey, remember what you said you wanted God to do in your life? Well, here it is. And she just literally got her iPad, walked up on that stage, took a deep breath, and man, she tore it up. And as she was giving that speech, I'm processing, have we done enough? And is she ready? And I'm like, yep, we've done all we can do, and she's ready. Is she going to have troubles? Of course. Who doesn't, right? But once a, you, once a child knows how to handle the Word of God, a student knows how to navigate through their things. They know how to build relationships through teaching and discipleship, no matter where you send them. And they have solid support. They're going to be just fine. And so for us, we know that it's so important to do an open call, and it's so important to do a personal invite. And with that, you'll cover all your grounds, and you'll eliminate a phone call from a parent saying, hey, you don't think my kid's a leader? You know, and that can definitely happen, and we, we don't want that. And so with that, we start the student leadership team, and as the team is being developed, we go through our, our, our I guess, a program, if you will. I'm a, I'm a big 
uh, systems person. I feel that anywhere you want to go, you need a vehicle to get there. Things just do not happen by chance, right? And so because of that, we came up with our student leadership uh, training program. We have a summer schedule and we have a school year schedule. During the summertime, um, this is, and before I even start this, you know, one might think, once again, everyone has a student leadership team. What's so for me and for our youth ministry, what was so important for us is two things. One, we're going to go deep. Um, we are assemblies of God. And one of the things that we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit is still relevant for today. The Bible is not culturally regressive. It is still the word of God. And so for me, the difference is our student leadership team, we're going to go deep in those theological principles that we as AG believe in. And the second thing that matters to us is that we're going to have challenge as a part of our youth ministry. There's no training without resistance. Students on a leadership team, it's not everything they do. It's going to be, that was a good job. That was a good job. That was a good job. It's, it's going to be uh, encouraging them and challenge them to go deeper. So that was the heart of a, a lot of the things that we wanted to do. So let's talk about our summer schedule with the student leadership team. May through August is when we went in hard. This is a concentrated part. This is what takes us throughout the whole school year. So right about the end of March, early April, and the entire May, we begin to do the open calls and the personal invites. I begin to identify about 10 students, which I know these are the key students that I feel through not um, my, own obs- my own, I guess, judgment, but through the fruit that they've already produced in their life. They're already doing things in your youth ministry that's like, wow, then that's a leader. I will go ask those students, take them out to lunch, take them out to dinner, just figure out some way to connect them in a meaningful way. Maybe invite them to our house and say, listen, guys, I'm starting a student leadership team. There are some things that I feel like we need to shift in our youth group, and I can't do it without you all. I need your help. Will you help me? And they're like, well, what does that look like? Well, first thing is, first, what do you want it to look like? And with that team of students, we'll, we'll decide kind of what, what we want to happen and how we, how we want this to work. And once I get them to commit, we use one day during the summer where they're with me. I work full-time at the church, and so... Perhaps you might be part-time and you, your schedule might, you could flex your schedule in various ways. But because I work full-time, I reserve one day that I was going to use to be with these students all day. And for us, that was a Thursday. And so once I got these 10 core students to commit to that Thursday, we blasted out to the rest of the student leadership team, and Thursday was our day. That is the day that discipleship and student leadership process would begin. And so our, uh, our summer schedule looked like this. 9 o'clock, we came. We had devotional time, devotional time and prayer, probably 930, 10 o'clock by the time everyone got there. This is a time where you allow them to use their gifts. This is a time when I say, students, you can pray in tongues now. There's no unbelievers in this room. You know, you're not inviting your friends at this time. You can pray in the spirit. This time you can you can use your gifts. You can give another a word of knowledge. And we just have a time of devotional and someone shares a word. And then after that morning piece of devotional, the second thing we do is a time of open connect. And I usually start with me. It goes something like this. Hey, at our house, my wife, just Onia, just transitioned from a new job. And I share a little bit. Depending on how vulnerable I get, I lead the way. And through that, you'll be so amazed at what that does. Because at that point, you'll hear a student respectfully say something, you know, things just aren't going right at home. 
And from that, you can really begin to partner with that family because no matter how much ministry we're doing, if things aren't right when they go home, you know, that's that's affecting their life. So devotionals, then connection time. After connection time, the third piece of our morning time is called vision. And what we do, it's critically important for us to know, for the students to know, why do you come to this particular church and not the church down the road? So what vision means, I put up the vision of our church, people's church. To be a racially reconciled, generationally rich, life-giving church, thriving in the heart of the city. And I tell them, guys, do you know what that means? They're like, you know, so I'll say, hey, what does it mean to be, you know, generationally rich at our church? They're like, oh, that means we care about old people. I'm like, no, guys, we care about our older adults. And I'm like, okay. And I say, so technically, what does that mean, guys, that we, you know, that we're a generationally rich church? And they're like, uh, I guess that's why we do those hymns. I'm like, yeah. And there's like, yeah, I, I did want that cool lighting system that that other church had. Yeah, we, we, we probably may not go that route. So right there, a teenager, you're, you're, we're nipping in the bud this idea of we want to be like that church. Or this youth group is doing this. Or this place is doing. No, this house is doing what the vision of our lead pastor is going to do right now. And our youth ministry, we're not going to stare away from there. So I show them what the vision of the lead pastor is, how that relates to us as a youth ministry. So then I'll say, well, our youth ministry vision is to be a diverse group of students who live and serve like Christ. And then they'll begin to internalize that. So devotionals, uh, connect, and vision. And after that, they're due for a break. They're done. So with that, we have lunch. Lunch during our summer schedule is an event. It's not just bring a packed lunch and we're just going to, no, we make it an event. One day, it's like a free thing. The next day, it's a major thing. So for example, one of the days, everyone will bring their own lunch. You know, the guitar guy or girl brings their guitar, we go to the park, and the other person brings a Philsby. Everybody brings their own lunch, and we just sometimes walk, enjoy the, enjoy nature, walk to the park, it's really close, and just sit and just enjoy each other, enjoy our lunch, and they're building a team. The next week, I might tell everybody, hey, guys, bring 20 bucks. We're going to go eat lunch at, like, the levee. Uh, there's a levee at our, in Cincinnati, and we, we're going to also rent bikes. And we just have an event where we're eating lunch, we get on our bikes, and like it's a shared bike with six people on it. And we have one experience where we're eating lunch, and there's this big old hill that's kind of going down close to the river. And man, they were like, you ready? And they just booked it and nearly like just caused a big accident to go over. But just that memory of them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But just making memories for them, it was teaching them that being, a leader, being on a leadership team, it's more than, hey, you do this, you do that. It's, it's, it's like we are it. And eventually, week after week, they begin to, you, you begin to see them care for each other. You begin to see them just naturally care for each other. And so anyway, we'll come back from lunch, and then after lunch, we'll start off with service planning. And service planning would be just that, service planning. We'll show them our whole Wednesday night youth program. We'll print out sheets of paper from, from planning centers, the software that we use. And we would say, hey, hey guys, how, uh, how do you guys think was the opener? How do we do on the opener? Is there anything that you loved about the opener? Hey, what are some of the things that you really loved about worship? And what are the things that really excited you about worship? And they'll get, get an opportunity to share. And we would go all the way down to the list, from worship to the closing to the, to the whole thing. And then after that, 
to our whole service. And after that, we'll say, well, what areas do you guys think we could have improved on for our service? What are some things? And usually they always find something. But the reason why we did service planning is, once again, being in leadership is not a spectator sport. And our teenagers are not exempt from Ephesians 4. They also should be trained in how to do the work of the service. And there's nothing better than having training teenagers how to be aware of how a service is going and giving them ownership of it. So we could be like in the middle of a service. And, um, and I'll just give you a real life example. Uh, you know, we're working the slides and someone was working the slides. And as they were working the slides, we had a previous student leadership meeting. And, um, and one of the adults was working the slides. And they were like, you know what? The students was like, you know, the, the message was, was good, but the person on the slides really just needed to get it together. You know, because that was really distracting. I brought my friend that day, and they were all over the place. And so then the next week, we're like, okay, well, we need to fix that. The next day, we go to service, and literally the same adult was working the slides, and it just was not working. And literally, you had 10 students looking at me like, you know, like, and then, and then the next, yeah, the next Thursday, we had our leaders meeting, and they were like, you know, I think I'm going to work the slides this week. And so that came about. So the service planning... And then um, after service planning, we have the next part. It's called shenanigans. They just run around the church and just beat teenagers, pray, play pranks on everybody else in the building, just, you know, whatever they want to do. And then the last part of our morning or our one day of uh, student leadership training is called solo projects. And doing the solo projects, that's when a student might say, you know what, I'm going to do the slides. And what the student actually said was, I'm going to ask my, my mom if she could do the slides, or I know someone who could do the slides. And they actually just took ownership of that. So the, the last part of our day, solo events, in which a student, uh, if they love to do worship and that they have a passion for that, they pick the worship songs for the next week. They schedule and create a schedule for everything that's happening on the worship team. Let's say a student loves to do events. At that point, at the end of the day, when we do solo events, Anytime that someone does events, we always tell them you need three people. In any solo project, we always tell them you need to go find three people who's going to be on your team. And with an event person, we empower them, meaning we'll, I'll give them the church master calendar, and then I'll also give them the youth calendar so that when they're planning an event, every time they're like, hey, we need to do this, I'm like, oh, we can't do it on that day. That's not empowering. You know, they spend all their time planning for something, and then I should have just given them the master calendar and our youth calendar. And uh, the last part of the day is just solo events, planning the different things that they're passionate about and taking lead of something. When you have, we always uh, try to encourage them that to be a leader, you have to be leading something. You can't be a leader and not be leading something. But we would never tell a student, hey, I need you to work the sound. And I think just those words, I need you, is void of me caring about the gifting in that student's life. So before they choose their solo event, it's typically, what do you love to do? What, what has God put in you? What is there? And if it's not sound, or though I really need someone to work the sound, I just don't ask that student to work on sound because I feel like it'll be passionless. It'll be based on everything but the right thing, you know? And sometimes that is needed, and that is asked of some of our mature students who they get it. They know it's seasonal. It's a month till I find that right person, you know? Um, but the evening is solo events. Now, as we go, we have our school year schedule for the student leadership team. And one thing with the school year schedule, this school year schedule is meant only to keep the pulse 
of the student leadership team going throughout the whole school year. The summertime is when we really invest all our time in the students. To be honest with you, with soccer, basketball, you guys already know how busy everyone's schedule is. Um, We reduce it to once a month. So what that looks like is the first, let's just say Sunday of the month, I meet with our adult leadership team. And then the third Sundays of the month, we meet with our student leadership team, with with just the students. And um, that's when they would just keep a pulse on what they're doing. We would scale back a little bit. The adult leadership would take a little bit more of a heavier role because the students are in school. But one of the things that we do to make this work better is that sometime during the school year, I do like a student leadership mini retreat or mini one-day getaway where we just rent somewhere and just really invest in them and pour into them. But the point of the whole school year of student leadership, keep the pulse going so that in summertime you can crank it up, you know. Um, And so that's how we operate throughout the whole school year. Now, one of the things that we're doing to change or one of the improvements that we want to make that I realized that we needed to make was this. During the summertime, it's typically me mentoring and working with the students and my wife. We realized that's really, um, I'm not sure if that, I think there's a better way to do that. Having students not base everything on me. So now what we want to do this year is ask an adult leader, listen, can you take off lunch from work and can you meet us at lunch and be there and share something out of your life during lunch? And ask another leader, hey, in two weeks from now, can you take off work two hours early and just be with us for the solo projects? For the summertime, we really felt like we need to bring the adult leaders into this process with our students. And another improvement that we're making this year is the school year. It's really, really hard to do two major meetings a year and we when we excuse me a month and i realized if if i do something i want to be consistent and i want to do it well and i realized i really wasn't able to meet uh, and do what i wanted to do well having two major meetings a month so the improvement that we're going to make this year is that we're going to have one meeting a month it's going to be a long one but it's going to be awesome it's going to have adult leaders and it's going to have student leaders we're going to share a meal. They're all going to talk amongst each other and just build a cohesive team of students and adults together. So those are the changes that we're making for the school year. And just some of the results, and I'm going to end with this and just would love to hear some more questions, but some of the results as we look at student leadership and think of student leadership is this. I love this scripture. John 15, verse 8. This is to my Father's glory that you bear fruit showing yourself to be my disciples. And I think one of the key elements of student leadership is this. We begin to see the fruit of the work that we put into them. We begin to see that fruit come out in various various regards throughout their life. An example is we had one student doing our student leadership team. This is a time I'm really big on teaching generous giving, really big on teaching tithing. I feel like, man, if you don't teach a teenager how to tithe, when they're, in, when they're in high school, you are sunk by the time they get that college job. It's going to go to that shopping mall and, you know, wherever else. So we're really big on teaching them how to tithe. And so doing our student leadership team, that was an emphasis. So one year, talking about results and fruit, we're taking a youth offering, and I see a check in the youth offering. And all of a sudden, I'm like, am I reading this right? It was a check for $2,700. And I'm like, this is wrong. And I saw the student's name, and I'm like, um, did you like? Did you mean to take a zero off? Because this says two thousand seven hundred dollars. Why? You know what's going on with that? 
and uh, like, did you get a new job or something, you know? And uh, she says, no, um, God has blessed me so much. I got a full scholarship to Ohio State University, and I felt led by the Spirit to tithe off of my scholarship. And this $2,700 check is a tithe that's for my, scholar- for my scholarships. You know, I'm just like, who does that? Who, who, and that was nothing, you know, we, that's just, that's the spirit of the Lord just moving in that child and, and, um, and just working within that student. You know, I know another story about just results that we've seen from the student leadership team is there's a student right now, she's graduated two years ago, but she's coming back to help us and just to strengthen the youth ministry. But we, we said, hey, you know, can you help us with our high school? We have this thing called student life within our youth ministry. Student life is just all about don't be boring. Like, don't have a youth group that's boring because that's just bad. And I realized that we just wasn't doing enough stuff. And we were losing, uh, losing is a strong word. Some students wasn't as engaged as they used to be. And so with that, one of our former student leadership, student leaders, she came on, she said, I can help you with this. So now she's here at the church with us. She gives one day a week to the church. She organizes all our high school events. She emails the parents. She gets the bus drivers. She makes all the plans. She creates the events. This Friday, my wife was at a rock concert that she created, and she put this event together. And this is for those students who maybe just are not there yet in our youth ministry, but we can't forget about them neither. We have to meet them right where they're at. And if that means we're going to a rock concert, we're going to a rock concert. So an example of this results is that now we have a student that we've, the church has invested so much into this student, but now she's giving back to the the church and to the life of the ministry. And that there's, I think there's so many other stories that I can share, but I would just love to pause. This is what I prepared to share with everyone here. I would like to pause now and just have an opportunity just to uh, field some questions. So um, I'd love to hear from some of you guys. I guess we could start with the first one while you guys are thinking. Oh, no, I see a hand. Go ahead. Cool, thanks. Okay. Yep, yep, we just let it go. So to answer that question, in the summer, I shoot to invite 15 to 20 students. With the invite of 15 to 20 students that are uh, passionately pursued, I know out of those 15 to 20, only maybe, I don't know, 13 or 14 will, like, they're in for the whole summer. That's the commitment. It's Thursday or one day a week for the whole summer. For you, if you're, maybe some of us might be part-time, and then maybe you might do a Saturday morning. I, I don't know. But so it'll be about 13 or 14. So if you invite 15 or 20, you'll probably get 13 or 14 that say yes. And then the way we target the numbers, if 13 or 14 say yes, out of those 13 or 14, they're teenagers. They have siblings. Someone's mom's going to be little brother sick today. You got to stay home and watch them. And out of those 13 or 14, I know in any given week, one may not show up or even two may not show up. But that means I still had about nine to ten. So for me, I needed a number that I can subtract. The no's, I'm not interested. 
family, life happens, so that every Thursday, I still had at least nine to ten. That's a really good question. Um, for a while, you know, sometimes people would, it's, it's, it, yeah, you're right. People would see this whole group of kids and, like, all the, the pastors and all the leaders are, like, these kids are, like, tearing it up. And you're right, they would feel left out. And so that's why student life was so important for us. Student life is, we're going to play beach volleyball today. Everybody, come on down. Let's go. We, we scheduled to do at least... Want something once a month, if not twice a month. Like right now, we planned a um, we planned a small group that we're doing. We're rotating the small group. We do it for six weeks. It's a six week shot. Boom, we're done. That's for everybody. The purpose of the small group. We're just gonna have fun. We're gonna come. We're gonna kick it. And God knows what's gonna happen when we're done. And so for those kids who are not yet there as leaders, we don't pressure them. We don't push them but we still minister to them right where they're at. And hopefully, um, they see some of their student leaders stepping up and, and they get something out of that. And it's usually a little bit of that, but most importantly, what happens is this. Through going to all the rock concerts, through playing all the beach volleyball, to doing all the different things like that, you finally earn the right to be able to say, hey, listen, you've been coming here for like a year or two what's really going on? Do you know what church is all about? And you kind of earn that right to be able to gently pull them and pray with them and give them some scriptures. I always give Ephesians 4. I say, hey, read that scripture. God has called prophets, pastors, evangelists to teach who for the word. You guys. So I want you to pray on this and ask the Lord to speak to you on what you should be doing. And it's only till this year, excuse me, till last year, um, through meeting with some parents, that kind of had some of the same concerns, like, hey, what about what about the other kids who are just not there? Um, and the year before that, but slowly, our youth ministry has really begun to be very holistic and having an approach for those who are ready to grow and equal a strong approach for those who may just not be there yet. Any other questions or thoughts? Yeah. I'll take a moment if I can. Yeah. 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 No, go for it. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, we got pl- we got plenty of time. We're like, yeah, we got plenty of time. Yeah, go for it. One of the things that you said right away, I want to make sure everybody captures, and that is that you talked about the one kid who came to me. You said, I'm going to call your parents and ask them. I thought that is a crucial step right there of getting parents involved, getting permission from parents and talking to parents. Anytime I talk about mentoring the next generation, I'm always like, call the parents <laughs> yeah. before you talk to a student, okay? Mm-hmm. And, like, and uh, so I had multiple people come up to me after a service and after I say that, and I said, oh, man, I remember this one time I, you know, I called the house talking, asking for a student, and a mom answered the phone, and, who is this? That's who I am, and I just, you know, when I'm in your kid, they're like, who are you again? Yep. Where are you from? And so, yep. you know, so just, that's important. Add that to your list, call the parents. Um, the other thing you said there was, uh, you know, it's okay to pray in tongues now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, oh, that's fantastic to give them permission to use their spiritual gifts. You know, that is that is a lost art in youth ministry. And uh, what a shame. Mm-hmm. You know, we understand the power that comes with the Spirit and what that means for students. But to release them in an environment 
It's, it's a safe. Mm-hmm. I'm judged here. Nobody's watching, and it's okay for you. I thought that's that's very powerful. So well done on that one. Uh, another thing you were talking about being generationally rich when you shared that mm-hmm. illustration, and you had said it, it nips in the butt a couple things. Mm-hmm. There's one more thing that it does. <laughs> it teaches those students that's not all about them. Mm-hmm. You know, already, they're already looking at church through this. I don't like that, so therefore I don't participate. You know what I mean? And so when you show them generation yeah. it helps them to understand okay I'm not like that song or I may not like the layout but mm-hmm. I get it now it helps them get a bigger world view right. I think that's very very powerful um, I've got a few more if you guys are okay <laughs> yeah. yeah go for it uh, you know and when you talk, you shared the illustration about the slides and the students said okay I think we're going to do that again it teaches, teaches students I always talk about that see the ability of the movie robots but you, know, <laughs> you, you said it in a different way and I like the way you said it but you help them and this is what I processed help them from moving from complaining to solving. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just, what's the deal with that guy? And the, 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 yeah. What's the deal with the guy? And, what's, why can't, and then mm-hmm. they're just talking jokes, and then they're busting on somebody. And instead, they're, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to go be a part of that and fix that. Mm-hmm. So it's incredible in their self-development. Um, you know, talking about spiritual discipline at the end of tithing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. You know, the next generation needs to learn about last thing I'll, I'll say, just to wrap up a lot of uh, what you said there, is I love the way you expect more. Mm-hmm. Raise, raise the wall. I can remember even as a youth pastor years ago, it's something that you know, in certain sectors like we did, there were certain things we could do before we raised the bar. You want to be a part of that? Sorry, you got to be here on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, you can't be there. I mean, we, we want to see commitment from you. And even with this process of that level, you know, of an attendance or a leader, Sometimes we're too uh, quick to put people who have talent in leadership positions. Mm-hmm. I need a drummer. This kid's a drummer. You know, I, I can tell you an example of that with us. We had a youth worship team. And same story. We had a drummer. We lost our drummer. He graduated mm-hmm. from college. And we were without a drummer. Some kid knew a kid. And he came to church one Wednesday night. And everybody's like, hey, can we have any? He's a great drummer. Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, here's the plan. I need you to come here on these Tuesday nights, and maybe in a, in a few, you know, few months we'll talk about putting you in the worship team. And he never came back. Mm. <laughs> and I thought he was just there to play drums, and that's not what I was looking for. That's right. I mean? And so, uh, so I just, uh, I just appreciate the way you expect more from your students. You raise the bar, and every time you do that, I do believe that the, the leadership will rise to the top. That's true. Thanks. Yeah, and I think just along those lines, I just can't remember a time where I think whether it's an adult leader or a parent raised the bar and the students didn't go get it. And it, I think we realize, I think we begin to realize the higher we raise, no matter how high the bar was raised, they're going to go get it. Um, and I think a light bulb went off when we hit that. And just to kind of speak about this question, the process to, from an attender to a leader, the reality of this is that sometimes they may never... Um, Excuse me. Sometimes that student may not be ready to move to that leadership position while they're in our care for that season. But what is important for me is that doing that banquet, I can look that parent in the eye. And that parent can look me in the eye and say, you know what, Dale? We spent some time on the phone working on my kid. I know you and the team did everything you guys could possibly do for my child. And during that senior banquet, when that student and that parent is giving that speech and I'm looking at that kid and I say, have I done enough? 
I can with with this most sincere heart say, yep, I have done everything I could. I could answer that question before the Lord in my ministry to the student. I feel pretty good about that. And really, how are they going to do once they reach college? Well, I'm going to pray that Chi, they go to a college where Chi Alpha is at, and maybe Chi Alpha can take that leadership thing. But to answer this question, the process of uh, an attender to a leader, I think it's our responsibility to have that process, and it's us to partner with parents and students for them to know about that process. We can never make the process happen. And if you only have five students, I think that's okay. So in regards to this more fundamental yeah. process, I move them in right away. I'm like, hey, our next monthly meeting is going to be at such and such place. It's like, I would love for you to come there. And at that moment, they're just getting the, the pulse. We're just keeping it alive. We're just bringing new students in. And at that moment, the adult leaders are really utilized to take the lead of the ministry. So question Yeah. Yes, so the question is, how often do we meet during the summer? During the summer, it's one day on a Thursday that is set in stone. Sometimes we tried Wednesday, but we realized that there were, one year we did Wednesday, they were like, dude, by the time it's Wednesday night, I'm done. I'm so tired. So Wednesdays really didn't work for our students. But once a week, whatever day you might choose, and then naturally, they were always over at our house. So naturally... Um, at one time, one of them even had a key to our house. He was just, he would, we, I would just come home and he's, he's there. His siblings are there. His, he has like four or five brothers and a sister. They're just there. So naturally, they were just always at our house. Um, and what we want to transition to improve on this year is for other leaders, not just to be all about, it's not about us. It's about our team. And we have a great team. So during the summertime, pretty much as much time as I could spend with them, it was spent with them. And we just made them part of our family. So my comment was oh, come. to address her question because of, um, of doing leadership mm-hmm. meetings before in the past. The two issues that we had was, number one, that issue. So we started training the students to know, just like we do, just like you would in staff, staff during a Sunday morning with them how we get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's like, um, yeah, I think the way we structured and everyone's structure would be different. But I think those are good points about having stuff to do. And so, yeah, very good points.
The student leaders or the adults? Right. Um, so you can chime in at any time if you have some thoughts. But one of the things that we... Uh, we I have a document that I give to all of them. It's like three pages. And they read it. Of course, you know, you got to sign it. Your mom's got to sign it. And honestly, that really doesn't... It, you know I mean? It's just formalities. And so I guess I typically don't... I'm, not, I, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not watching everybody's post. You know, and typically if something is bad enough that gets out there, somehow, some way, it'll get back to you. And it's a simple face-to-face conversation like, hey, and I usually approach it like, hey, did you have a bad day when you put that post? I usually don't say like, dude, were you, what were you thinking? I'm like, did you get in a fight with your mom? Like, give me the reason that, that uh, predicated that post. And so, so that's why I do that. And based on that reason, that determines the level of, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you did that. You know what I'm saying? So if, if mom walks out on dad... And the kid's like, I hate life, I freaking hate everybody. Then, I mean, it causes you to be a little bit more sensitive. Um, But what we are transitioning now, I guess in terms of your question, was how do we handle social social media posts, correct? Just... Oh, yeah, so, like, they, they would have, to, we would ask them to please be on Wednesday nights, please be on our, our, any of our major events. They were highly needed. Um, but one thing that we are transitioning or really considering about having talks with now is uh, for adult. it's a bit far, but we heard another church do it, and I loved it, is uh, asking all adult leaders and stu- uh, to, this is for adults, not your question, but I guess I'll answer it this way. But for adult leaders, no adult leaders to contact students outside of church. Uh, there's an app that you can use, and through this app, student, adult leaders can connect with students. Guys can connect with girls and vice versa. They can do it at 3 a.m. in the morning if they want to, but it's through this app, and you could, or anybody on your leadership team could see every conversation. So right there, you, we've just removed a huge liability. I mean, we trust all our leaders, but it's above reproach that says no adults will contact students via text. You can text them all day, but it's through an app that everything's in the light. And so we're processing that as a team to see if we want to go that far with it. But yeah. I remember in one prime situation, one of the students knocked on our door, a female student knocked on our door, and she's in tears. And I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, I have to step down from the leadership team. I've been doing some inappropriate things, and my boyfriend's involved, and that student's also on the leadership team. So now we had a meeting with mom and dad of the female, mom and dad of the male, me there, Parents worked it out. Students worked it out. They both took a leave off of the student leadership team. And honestly, till this day, these two, they're still going out, 
but they're thriving. Their relationship is healthier than ever. They're in their year, freshman year in college. Um, they're going to a godly college, an AG university. But I know that six months that they took off shaped their life. And they really they learned boundaries. They were texting each other literally. Anytime he was by my house, you know, he changed. Like, just texting all day, her. And all that is done now. They have such a healthy relationship because their parents mentored them through that. So we do have those things, and we just kind of gently walk with them. Yeah. Ooh, I would have to get the name of it. I don't remember it off head, but it doesn't start with a U, but I can find it for you, and I'll make sure I get it to you guys. Do you have it? Okay. The question was, what was the app that's used to kind of communicate? That, that might be one, but I'm thinking of a different one. We just, I went to a church conference, and this one youth ministry had it, and so I have all their data of what they use. I just don't remember it. But, I, but Remind is probably... Okay. Nope. It wasn't meeting me. Yep. All right. Well, I think we're done. And uh, I would love to connect. Any more questions? Any more thoughts? I'd love to connect with everyone. Thanks for coming, guys. Have a great day.